Now for the prayer of illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and the word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Lesson from the Old Testament, 1 Kings 19, 11 through 15, and 19 through 20. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks and pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after a fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram. So he set out from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing. There were twelve yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again for what I have done to you. The word of God for the people of God. I'd like to invite any children in the sanctuary to come and join me up here if you'd like to. And if you're watching online, just get a little closer to your screen so we can have a moment together. Good morning. Come on down. I'm so glad to see all of you. As you come forward, wave over there at the front row to all the people who are being confirmed today. They're sitting on the front row right there. That'll be you coming soon in a few years. Good morning, good morning. Yes, today is a happy day. I know. So, come on up. What a nice big group we have. You may know that today is Mother's Day. And I've been thinking about my mother in the past few days and thinking about some of the things that she and my dad taught me. Some things that maybe at the time I wasn't that excited about. But when I was your age, my parents said a couple of things. It's important to take a nap. Got to go take a nap and eat your fruits and vegetables. Do your parents ever, ever tell you that? Eat your fruits and vegetables? Yes. Well, you know why our parents tell us that? It's because it's good for us. We need sleep. And we need to eat good food. We need to take care of our bodies because God gave us our bodies. Well, the story that Ellie and Harrison just read was about this prophet named Elijah. He's one of the greatest prophets in all the Bible. He would speak for God and he healed people. But there came a time when he got 
really tired. And he was just ready to say, I am done, God. And so he went into the wilderness, and God said, take a nap, Elijah, and eat some good food. Take care of your body, Elijah. And then God took care of Elijah for a little while and reminded him of what was important. So just remember God wants us to take care of ourselves, just like our parents want us to take good care of ourselves. And take a nap, eat some fruits and vegetables. It's good for you, and it's good for everybody. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you that you have created us and given us our bodies. Help us to take good care of our bodies, to rest and eat healthy food, so that we can be strong and serve you and share your love with the world. We thank you so much for mothers and fathers and all those who take care of us in our lives. We're really grateful, and help us to show that gratitude today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, three, four, and five-year-olds can go to Children's Church with Miss Molly. Okay, if you're older than that, you can go back and sit with your families or friends. This way. Molly, you want to wave so they can see you? And, all right. Great. Oh, I know in a blink of an eye, they will be there, <laughs> about to be confirmed. So I want to ask a question, and you don't have to answer out loud or raise your hand or anything like that, but just a question for you to answer within yourself. Have you ever been burned out? <laughs> Have you ever gotten to that place where you were so tired overwhelmed, afraid, lonely, whatever it might be, that you just felt like you couldn't go on anymore, that you just wanted to say, I'm done, I quit, when you just wanted to go somewhere and hide for a long time until the overwhelm passed. I don't know about you, but I have been there. And there's a lot of talk happening even right now in the wake of the pandemic and all of the things that we've been through together of, about burnout, people feeling burned out, whether it's with a job or a relationship or being burned out and trying to make social change, whatever it is, there are times when we just get burned out. And if you've ever been there, you're not alone. In fact, the prophet Elijah, who some say is the greatest prophet in all of the Hebrew scriptures, got burned out. Now, Elian Harrison read a little bit of the story for us, and poor Harrison had some big names in there he had to pronounce. But let me tell you a little bit about this moment that Elijah has reached. He, is, he has been a faithful prophet. He's been a healer and a teacher and a thorn in the side of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. Ahab and Jezebel were king and queen of Israel and they had turned their back on the God of Israel and were worshiping Baal and were power hungry and doing all sorts of things that, that displeased God and Elijah was not shy about telling them so. Right before this chapter, he has challenged all the priests and prophets of Baal, the God that Jezebel and Ahab had been worshiping, to a showdown on the top of the mountain. 
and God showed up and did amazing things, and it was one Elijah against all of those priests and prophets, and Elijah beat them all. And Jezebel was livid. And so right after that, she gets word to Elijah saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to have somebody kill you. You'll be dead before tomorrow. And for some reason, this great prophet who had been the vessel for God's amazing work and amazing power gets scared and runs off in the wilderness. And he goes and sits under a broom tree by himself. And he says, basically, God just kill me now. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm no better than my ancestors. I'm not worth anything. Just end it all right here. Now I want to take a moment to look at Elijah's burnout because he is telling himself a story. You know, we all tell ourselves stories. We all have this inner narrative, this inner voice that convinces us of things that may not be quite true but I think are the source of his burnout. And he says it twice over the course of chapter 19. He says, I have been very zealous for the Lord, but all the other Israelites have turned away from you, O God, and I alone am left. I am alone. And they are going to kill me. They're after me. There is pushback from all this work that I've been doing, and I'm afraid, and I can't take it anymore. I'm done. So that's the narrative that Elijah's telling himself. And it makes me wonder when we get in those places of burnout, what are the narratives we're telling ourselves? What are my voices saying to me when I get in that place? You're alone. You're not good enough. Nothing you do is working. Whatever that narrative is that gets you to that place of despair, depression, hopelessness, that's what was going on with Elijah. So that's Elijah. What about God? God shows up for Elijah. And I would encourage you to go back and read all of chapter 19 because it's a long series of things that God does. But God meets Elijah right where he is. You see, Elijah sits under that broom tree and he falls fast asleep. He is so exhausted. And God lets him sleep. And then sends a messenger, an angel, to wake him up and give him a snack and some cool water. Drink some water, Elijah. Eat a little something. Take care of your body. And then Elijah goes back to sleep and sleeps some more. And then God leads him further into the wilderness and asks Elijah the question, What are you doing here, Elijah? Inviting him into some self-reflection. How did you get here? What are the narratives and stories you're telling yourself? And so Elijah repeats it to God twice. I've been very zealous for the Lord. Everybody else has abandoned you, O God. I'm the only one left. They want to kill me. I'm done. And then God puts on this amazing show that we heard. The, The wind, the earthquake, the fire. Even though God is not in those things, God is doing those things to show Elijah and remind Elijah, I think, of God's power and presence. And then everything goes quiet. And somehow in the silence, Elijah's drawn out of his cave. Maybe in those moments like that, we need some silence. 
And we need to hear that question, what are you doing here? How did you get here? What are the stories you're telling yourself? And so Elijah repeats his story to God, and God gently begins to tell Elijah the bigger truth. The first thing he does is give Elijah purpose again. Look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and anoint Hazael as king. I want you to go and do this. I want you to go and do that. Get back in there, Elijah. I got work for you to do. But the other thing God does is to give Elijah companionship. God reminds Elijah, you know, there are 7,000 other Israelites who did not bow down to Baal. It's not just you. 7,000 others... Look at the bigger picture. But I want you to go and anoint Elisha. I want to give you a special companion who will walk with you on this journey so that you'll know that you're not alone. And so the older Elijah finds the younger Elisha and places the mantle over him. And together they go out in ministry again. And one day... The mantle rests entirely on Elisha and others. It's not always going to be up to Elijah. It's not always going to be his work to do. This morning, in just a few minutes, we're going to be confirming you guys. You have been through the process of confirmation, and you're ready to say, yes, I want to join the church. You're joining all of us on this journey. And one of the things that this story reminds us of is that God will be there for us in those moments when we are done, exhausted, burned out. And God will remind us that we're not alone. That's what the church is all about, is to be companions on the journey. So when we stumble, when we fall, when we get exhausted, there will be those who can come alongside of us. And we're really grateful that you're going to be coming alongside of us on the journey. And... After you've been confirmed, your friends in faith are going to put a, a stole, also called a mantle, on you. Just like Elijah put the mantle on Elisha, the congregation is putting this on you now because we're in it together. Elijah got back out there, and together he and Elisha continued to proclaim the good news of God's grace There are times when we pull back, when we fall down, when we get afraid, when we withdraw, when we do the wrong thing. But God's grace meets us and will pull us back out of that place and send us forward in mission together. Thanks be to God.